0: Consumer Cellular. When Freedom Calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5GB data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023.
1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
0: Believe. I'm Sadak, TV voice of the Cincinnati Reds, and you're up for late night Reds talk.
1: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a fantastic Monday night of late night Reds talk live, part of Believe Podcast Network and Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever with our new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props and lines than ever before. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe Fifty to receive your bonus. That's B L E A V Fifty. We're gonna start the show here today. I'm Tim Daniel. I'm very excited to be here with our crew. As always, joining us, the writer of Red Lake Nation, the producer of this show who puts it all together for us, Mr. Nick Kirby.
2: What is going on? How are we doing tonight, guys? We are fantastic.
1: Also joining us, got him back. Yeah, uh, had a week off last week. We, we let it slide around here. Joining us, former big league pitcher himself, our good friend, Mr. Carlos Guevara. How are you, man?
0: It's boys, good to be back. It's been a while. Feels yeah. like it, at least.
1: Yeah. It's amazing how much things change when you miss a couple shows, right? <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna get going on this, um, and obviously for the first time this off season, we have some Reds news we can be excited about and talk about. As the not surprising, not whatsoever news came out today, that Jonathan India is your National Rookie of the Year. And obviously, we knew this was coming. Had twenty nine of the thirty first place votes, with the one vote being that guy. Just had to be that guy, hit didn't he? But with that being said, who cares, Jonathan India? National League Rookie of the Year. I'm honestly shocked he did he got as many first place votes as he did. I thought Trevor Rogers might get a little more than one, to be honest. Um, but hey man, the word goes to somebody and Tyler Stevenson got a couple third place votes. So and Vladimir Gutierrez got a third place vote. So the that rest were well represented. Yeah, they were well represented on the National League Rookie of the Year ballot.
2: Yeah. Uh just what a season from India. Um, you know, I think he was just such a uh fun player to watch this year and you know I think when you look back on this season you know obviously people were were disappointed with with how the season ended but you know I just think that that India was such a um just one of the reasons that this team was so fun to watch throughout the year
0: yeah he was it was definitely a lot of fun from right from the get-go you know had a little Dicey couple of weeks, but once they got moved to that leadoff spot, man, he was he was in there. He was rolling. He was hitting the ball, making the offense go. It was fun to watch, and uh, gladly he got rewarded for his efforts this year.
1: Yeah, I think it's safe to say the Reds probably found their um, found their leadoff hitter for a while, and so that makes it pretty exciting. Um, yeah, like you guys said, it seemed like the uh, when the offense went with him, and that's what kind of made it a lot of fun. Obviously, we kind of saw that breakout uh, really kind of starting the San Diego trip when he hits the home run there to, and then uh, in on the, in the bottom of the ninth to keep the game going. And I know a lot of people did not necessarily love the uh, Fernando Tatis uh, Hick before he stepped on third base, but still a lot of fun. Um was my favorite player to watch this year for sure. And uh, we also found out is a uh, very fond of orchids, so he can put his nationally rookie of the year trophy next to his orchids. So congratulations, Jonathan were you guys kind of I know we kind of talked about for a second so Tyler Stevenson getting the third place votes uh Vladimir Gutierrez getting votes were you guys necessarily kind of surprised I I don't think Stevenson was much surprised but seeing Goody on the ballot was kind of a shocker wasn't it
2: yeah I mean he had like a 4.67 ERA (laughs) like I was I was surprised he got a vote um I mean look he was he was a good pitcher um but I Mm uh I didn't expect him to get a vote at all
0: when I read that on Twitter I was like what I don't know. I guess I didn't really pay much attention to, I guess, the rest of the rookies, so I didn't even take a look to see who else was on the list, on the ballot, really. I didn't either. I mean, I kind of said I felt like it was
1: going to be like that somehow, somewhere or another, Jazz Chisholm would get it, even though he didn't have as good of a year as India, just because everyone loved him so much. So I'm glad that that worked out in our favor. I think Indian's going to be the dude for a long time here, so I'm excited to see his future go as well. But let's kind of talk about some of the news going on that's, uh, I guess, not as fun. Um, and that's that the reports are coming out that the Reds are looking at moving some guys around. Um, Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray have been names that have come up specifically for the LA Dodgers, uh, was one name that popped up there. So, uh, here on late night Reds Talk Hot Stove, uh, looks like we're starting to see that this is the discussion going on. And I know the fan base is really nervous and frustrated. So, this is obviously these reports are coming more and more to where. It seems like there's fire to go along with this smoke. So what do you guys kind of take away from this release Castillo news?
0: I mean, it's really not very surprising to me for the Dodgers to be the only ones that are being reported so far is kind of probably the most surprising part. I'm just kind of waiting for the, for the shoe to drop, you know, um, for almost a deal to be made for it to happen. Just the way that everything's going so far and the way that, you know, crawl has been speaking lately, um. I hope it doesn't happen, but I'm not going to be surprised when it does or if it does. I have no
2: problem with them shopping Castillo. In, in fact, I would encourage it. I mean, I would encourage them to be shopping just about everyone. You should always be looking to improve your team and sometimes that that is through some um, you know, very difficult, you know, decisions, some, you know, decisions that are, you know, sometimes, you know, painful, kind of hurt a little bit. So I, yeah, I don't have an issue with that. I mean, just, you know, it all depends on on what his value is. I think that one of the like common misconceptions about the off-season is that the Reds there's one right way and one wrong way to approach this off-season. I think we would all love for the Reds just to kind of, you know, kind of go all in. Yeah, you, know, you had a team that was close, you 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 go all in and you you know, make, make those moves to really make you a bona fide contender to, to win the NL Central next year, or at least, you know, kind of be up there. But there's there's definitely another side that, that, that has validity, which is, you know, you see what Castillo and Gray and those type of players could could bring you back. You play more of the long game. And I know that's not fun. and I know that's not what Reds fans want to hear after not making the playoffs, you know, 16 out of the last 20 years or something like that. But for the long-term health of the Reds, if you are getting back massive hauls for Castillo and massive hauls for Gray, you know, I think you have to consider that Avenue and and, and see what exactly you could get for them and and how that impacts, you know, the, the long-term future. So I don't know. It it just, it, it, it all depends. I think there's, you know, also this, the kind of narrative, the Reds have no direction, well, maybe some of that direction is they have to first figure out what's the value of Castillo and Gray. If if no team's gonna make this big offer for Castillo, then you wouldn't trade him, right? You would hold on to him. Um but if if, if a team is, then you consider that and and what that, that plan would
0: get. I mean you would hope that, that would be the case, but I don't know, man. They might be selling low. It just it just I don't see any any you know, using the word direction like of them showing anything promising you know to to get anything back like it it just feels like i guess a total rebuild already like you know a lot of reds fans you know reading on twitter and and other social media it's like i mean we're just wasting the last two years of of joey's contract like the you know had a couple of years where they were good while he was here but you know a lot of people are holding on or saying you know i'm going two more years and um you know with this reds train and then then we're gonna see what's 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 happening because it's it's pretty disheartening man the way that it's going so far um thank god jonathan india won the the uh (laughs) the rookie of the year right now because tell you what reds nation needed that
1: yeah between india's rookie of the year and castellana's silver slugger it's like that's what we got so far
0: yeah, and, uh, you know I've, I've tried to be as optimistic as I can um but uh, it's it's tough right now
1: yeah I think there's this kind of this, this um idea that goes around and I don't necessarily agree with it um, I know what it shows where people are kind of like well they the Reds obviously don't want to win and you know they don't really care about winning and this and that and like it's like just about selling tickets and the only way you're gonna stick it to the team is if you don't buy tickets and it's like yeah they make a lot of money on ticket sales but like that's not gonna ruin them I mean, I don't understand why this idea goes around that led like, I think they do want to win. I think they definitely care, but I also think that there's the issue where it's like, you know, here we fall in love with these like players so much. I mean, you guys remember like how much the city loved Todd Frazier loved him. Couldn't get enough of them, When they traded him. How many people were like, I'm not a Reds fan anymore. Cause they traded Todd Frazier. And, you know, of course he was pretty rough the rest of his career. Um, but yeah, man. I think that like uh, it just kind of feels like everyone's kind of jumping off too soon because this could very well lead to something. I mean, I saw we've had some like the, the Luis Castillo trade rumors around there, and I you know Carlos mentioned the Dodgers. only one's mentioned, um, but I like I've seen like things like Seattle linked to them. Kyle Lewis wants to come to Cincinnati in a, in a Luis Castillo trade. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways this can go. So if we even have an off season, I guess that's the other part too.
0: Yeah. I mean, they could totally just kind of be bluffing and, and pick up two decent, you know, back the end starters and make a run at it. We don't, we don't know. I'm just saying that it just feels like it's going in the it does opposite feel direction. feel that way.
1: I don't, I definitely understand where you're coming from. I, I certainly feel like it feels that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh,
0: I mean, everybody's pissed right now and, it's the way the season ended and the way right. it started here in the offseason. And so, you know,
2: Twitter, we're going to let our emotions straight. out on
0: Twitter. We're going to let our frustrations know. But, you know, as soon as day one, game one comes around, we're all going to be right there watching and rooting. So,
1: Yeah. What was a doc article? This, I think it was this year where the second game of the season is for the real fans opening days for the party goers. And I was like, that's so doc. So doc to say. Screw that, idiot! <laughs> Shots fired.
0: I don't
2: know. I, I don't think even if you were to like trade Castillo, and I think you could trade Castillo. I think you could trade Gray, and I think you could trade Winker. I don't know if I'd view it like a anything close to a rebuild like they they did in in 2016.
0: If they if trade you those three, you don't think it's going to be a rebuild?
2: No, no, no. I said I don't think it'd be anything close to like the rebuild in, in 2016. Oh, okay. You know, if you look back at that team, there was no young stars on that team. You know, everyone was, was, was older. Um, the only young player, like, like going into 2016 that was still controllable was Suarez, but Suarez wasn't even like a, a highly regarded prospect at that point. I don't, I don't think it's anywhere even, even remotely close to, the, to that situation. We still have, you know, the rookie of the year, Jonathan India. You have Tyler Stevenson who finished sixth. You know, you're going to have, you know Green and Ladolo ready. Um, there's still a lot of talent, and, and there's still going to be, you know, because I I, just, I don't see like that team losing like you know in the high 90s or anything like that. So I, I don't think it would be like that kind of rebuild. Um, it just, I guess it just depends on what what is your definition of a rebuild. You know, I just don't think it'd be anything close to 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 what we saw in in in, in 2016. You
0: know? I mean, yeah, re- rebuild or. Just uh, a money save. I think there's kind of two different, different yeah. ways, huh? Like I think it's more of a, a money save than a rebuild, actually. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you'd
2: call it a full money save, because if the Reds really, you know, wanted to go dirt cheap, they would be trying to move Mustakis with a prospect. And, I mean, they said they're not going to do that. I mean, I guess, you know, time will tell. Sure. But Luis Castillo at $7 million, I mean... In baseball terms, I don't think that would be I don't I don't think that would be about money because there there's a lot of other, you know, creative ways to, to, to save seven million. And and the Reds payroll right now is already less than it was last year. So I, I just I don't I don't know. I, I unless their budget is significantly less than last year, that just doesn't really make sense because they didn't have fans last year. Where, where they're they're going to next year? So it's like I can't imagine the budget's that less. So I think trading Castillo. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being too obvious. I think that would strictly be about you know trying to the long term health of the of the the franchise and being able to get back a bunch of young controllable players. Because as much as everyone wants the Reds to spend, the money's gonna run out at some point. You can raise payroll, you know, forty million dollars. The, the money's still going to run out and you're still going to need those young controllable players to, to, to be big pieces of the team. Regardless if the payroll's 15th best in baseball or the 10th best in baseball, you're still going to need that. Even teams like the Dodgers, you see how much they covet prospects.
0: If, if you trade one of those two, Castillo or Gray, you got to trade the other, right? Because what's the point on keeping one of the other?
2: It would depend, I guess what, what, what it is. You wouldn't just give away Gray You know, I mean, if, if you, if you get a massive package and it depends on what you get back for Castillo also, what if the Dodgers, what if you could convince the Dodgers and I'm just totally throwing out a hypothetical thing here there's no reports of this, nothing like this. But what if the Reds went in and tried to make a deal for like a Dustin May and Dustin May and, um, Gavin Lux, those are, you know, younger players with more years of control, but those are already established players. Dustin May had Tommy John surgery. I think he's expected back around the All-Star break. So, I mean that's not really like trading for like 5 years in the future. That's trading for right now but with a a, a longer window. So, it it number one it would depend on what you trade them for. And then number two it would depend on what's Gray's value. Because Gray might have more value at the trade deadline than he has right now. So, I mean it's it, it's all it, I think people get are frustrated at this and I get it, but I think the reds are viewing are not viewing as what, what pieces do we need in 2022 to compete? They're viewing what is the value of each player and maximizing the value for our long-term health. And there's pros and cons to that.
1: I I think one of the bigger issues here is not necessarily what they're looking at their game plan. Um, And this isn't me trying to knock the guy by any means because I know he's just doing the best he can. But I don't think Nick Kroll's ability to speak to the media is helping any of this. He seems to like have this tendency where like, he's trying to like, make the situation okay, but he puts his foot in his mouth at times. And I think that kind of makes people panic when he says, like, we're realigning our payroll. And they're like, well, what the hell does that mean? You know what I mean? And stuff like that. I think that's what's kind of making people panic a little bit more as well.
2: Craw was the general manager for a lot of these moves, like signing Castellanos, signing right. Miley. He was the GM. He pulled off some pretty good-looking trades, but Dick Williams <laughs> always did the talking. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if they they need someone else just to kind of take most of the press conferences. I don't know. I, I don't buy this narrative that he's just this completely incapable guy that's just trying Not to run all. the Reds into the ground. I, I just, I, I don't buy that. I don't think you get to his point without... Yeah like you know having something to you you know <laughs> like you don't miraculously his dad doesn't own the team or anything right like he worked his way up so you know i i don't know i don't i don't buy that i think nick Kral is more interested in 2023 2024 2025 than he is 2022 and i get why that's very frustrating to a lot of people but you know, the long-term game it 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 can pay off. So I don't know. get back to us in 2024. Yeah, just, we'll that doesn't see. make
0: sense though, to from what they have right now to be looking forward two years from now. Cause I mean, you're going to lose Joey. I mean, Winkers are going to be that much older. Castellanos isn't going to be here. I mean, those are, those are big pieces. Those are big bats right there. We're talking two, three, four in the order. Um, I mean, what are you banking on that you're just you're going to be behind India and Stevenson offensively? I mean, I don't know. I guess Barrero, you can throw him in there, but that's a big if with him.
1: Yeah, because, you know, prospects are prospects, right? We kind of have this conversation all the time. Do um, you hear about these things Reese Hines does in the minors? and You're like, oh, that sounds good. But there's no guarantee when Reese Hines comes to Cincinnati and is on the major league roster that he's going to be what you've read about this time the minors, right? Like how many times have we gone through this? Um
0: freaking at least uh, a first rounder.
1: Yeah. Right. We'll get to that. But <laughs> I mean uh Jerkson Profar was the number one prospect in baseball. I mean I remember that like when he was coming up and like now he's like a a, a like a platoon guy for the Padres. It's like
2: Padres were were ticked off that I think he accepted the option. They would have rather him decline yeah. at this point, you know like, <laughs>
0: like damn it. Somebody fudged that up. Yeah, he's got a good agent. That's what he's got. <laughs> I I, th-
2: I think playing devil's advocate, you would say, okay, so let's say you do that. Let's say you go all in or whatever version of the Reds that would be. It doesn't work out in, in 2022. And then you're left with Gray being a free agent, Castillo and Mali and Winker down to one year left where their value, you know, every every game they play, their value is going to, you know, shrink because they have less, less control left and they become more expensive, you know, into that final year of arbitration. I think that's maybe some of the, the, the long-term view on this is how much value do they have now? And what will that value look like in a year? I mean, remember Luis Castillo is in the pretty much the exact same spot as Blake Snell was last year. Blake Snell was a very, very coveted pitcher. And the Rays traded him, and they still won 100 games. The Reds aren't going to trade Castillo and won 100 games. Don't, don't get me wrong. But those are the type of moves that a team like the Rays makes that helps them able to sustain things longer. And the Rays are doing it with a significantly less budget than the Reds. So I, I've been a long advocate of trying to blend those styles where you do make those cut-through moves because that's what I'm, honestly, that's my biggest criticism of the Castellini era is that they've held on to guys too long. For sure. Um, and, and yeah, got nothing back and got nothing back for them. So, I'm certainly not going to criticize them for at least looking at what the value is of Castillo. But again, if you're not getting anything back, then if they're in salary dump Luis Castillo, they're not. The, I would be livid at that, but I, I don't think yeah. that's the
0: case here.
2: And let let let's see how it how it plays yeah, out and then evaluate think We're going to get rid of Miley either. Yeah, I was wrong on that. Yeah, it has.
0: No, but we like all of us. No, but we go. Yeah, we were by that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm shocked. I'm shocked that no one made the Reds an an offer for him. I mean, you could say, well, the Reds, you know, the Reds, they played chicken. Well, whatever, like the team still could have made a move. If Miley was viewed across baseball as this incredible value at 10 million, someone makes a deal, right? Like. It doesn't matter if the Reds are. Well, they sent the goddamn
0: text message and then they didn't let anybody reply. They just made the deal. (laughs) They didn't wait for anybody. They
2: waited thirty
1: minutes. They forgot to click reply all on the email.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they did trade Tucker Barnard like two days before, though. So, like, they were capable of making deals. I don't know. I I just again, that's going to be one of those. I'd be very interested to see. Number one, what does Wade Miley do in twenty twenty two? Because that's going to be one that you know people are going to be just, just, just <laughs> ready to, to to fire up the tweet. Oh yeah. And and two, do the Cubs flip him? Cause if the Cubs flip them, the Reds are going to look really, really bad. If they flip them for anything of value, if they flip them for a team's 29th best prospect, and you're really that upset about that. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I don't. But if the Cubs are able to flip him and they get like a team's fifteenth best prospect or something like that, then I'm be like, oh, okay, yeah, that was that was really bad, but.
1: We're very scarred from the Aroldis Chapman trade. I'm figuring out still.
2: Yeah, that was a panic move. That that yeah. was a panic move. I, I I can assure you, Miley did not have Aroldis Chapman, yeah. uh, Glaber Torres level return value. I I'm not certain of a lot, and I I I feel pretty confident in uh in that one.
1: I'm with you. So other news going going on the team right now. We did did find out that Nick Castellanos has declined the option that he had for the additional years in this contract. So he is officially now a free agent. Uh, The Reds offered him an $18.4 million qualifying offer that he, for him opting out of his deal. Um, The kind of situation here is if the Reds do uh, receive, if the Reds will receive a draft push for Castellanos, if he's asked for more than 50 million, you get a first rounder. And if not, you get a, uh, what's it called? A competitive balance round B pick. I think it's what they call it. Yeah.
2: Compensation pick. Basically. Yeah.
1: Um, So, Nick kind of made the point that the Reds' current uh, pro- uh, number five prospect is Jay Allen. He was the guy they got in the for the tra- draft pick for Trevor Bauer last year. So this isn't necessarily something where I think Todd Frazier was a competitive balance pick, too. Not to keep bringing him up tonight. but <laughs> Big Todd Frazier fan. Yeah, big Frazier guy. Um, <laughs> Don't hold back. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of thinking, like, I'm pretty sure that he was one of those guys that was up there as well that had that bet going for them. So. Not the end of the world, you know, with getting that pick. Um, I don't know. Like, I just, no disrespect to Carlos since he actually was drafted in the major leagues. I just never felt like a baseball draft pick meant as much as like an NBA pick or an NFL pick. And maybe it's just because there's so many compared to so little in those leagues. But like, I've never once in my life thought about like, oh, no, that's okay. We'll get a draft pick for this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not anywhere near that as, as those other sports. It's just, I mean, you hope you know in those first two rounds you hope you hit big but yeah there's throwing draft picks in there and stuff like that it really doesn't mean a whole lot to me to to many of the folks but i mean at least it is another another pick there in the top what is it going to be 50 or so
2: as long as he signs for for greater than 50 million uh if he doesn't sign for greater than 50 million overall his overall deal then he fought then the I think falls back to like after the second round or like after the second round and then a sub-second round. I, I'm not a draft expert. Obviously we'd love to have Castellanos back, but I think we're most of us have probably already uh
0: I don't know. you man. think the only way that we'd get him back if he didn't accept like a two, three, four year deal and he just wanted to prove himself one more year. I mean, what other place would you rather hit at? Other hit than court his,
1: in his press conference for his silver slugger, when they asked him would you be willing to sign back, he did say we have the pieces to win now we what, what he's is a he's good politician <laughs> he's, he's
0: a good politician
1: i know i know i'm
2: just trying I mean, that, to feed into the him that's just smart on his behalf i mean that makes i'm sure he watch. was
0: coached up a little bit yeah, yeah.
2: boris should, should doesn't they, have his guys fly blind tim
1: should <laughs> they've had him do the uh, alex caruso blink twice at the reds offered you this contract <laughs>
2: And, and another thing, too, is to remember that GMs are forbidden from saying they are not interested in certain players. Mm-hmm. So, again, like I've always said, do not listen to anything GMs say because they literally can't say, yeah, we're not we're not looking at that guy. They, they have to say, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we like him, you know, like, whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I think the draft picks are, are a, a huge... are huge for a team like the Reds in this spot. Everyone, you know, everyone views the... You know, Nick Castellanos leaving as this, you know, just terrible situation. I, I don't know. I, I, I view it as it was a great signing. Number one, the Reds clearly got excellent value out of him for two years. And, and the Reds did at the time. Let's not forget. They were assuming they offered him the best deal of anyone in baseball. Like, I don't think he just came to Cincinnati for skyline. Like, I think the Reds, you know, made him the best offer in anyone baseball. He came here. He played here. He proved that he was clearly worth it and you know he's using the opt out that was in his contract that he signed one of the other advantages to coming to the reds and he's going to go make more money the reds are going to get a draft pick out of it i'd love for the reds to sign Castellanos, but these long term deals they're they're such a risk even for players that that seem like a slam dunk when you start getting you know four five six years out you know that that's where you can really get stuck with some bad deals and you know, look, just look at Moustakis, look at look at, at how that deal looks now, you know, versus how it looked two years ago. And, and I think if there was a 2020 full season, I think the Moustakis deal probably looks a little different because that was probably the year you were going to get the most value out of him or you would have hoped to. But I don't know. I don't view it as this, this terrible thing. I'd root for Castellanos for the rest of his career. You know, I, I think it was great. He came to Cincinnati, you know, if, if he does it, it, leave hope that draft pick becomes a superstar and you know hey it's a
0: i think it's a win-win for everyone i think that it it's pissing a lot of people off because it's just another another tally on the board it's like you know we're just losing people and losing people and losing people and losing people and not getting anybody back like i mean lose tucker we're gonna losing castiano or yeah losing castiano's gonna possibly lose another pitcher like who who going to get back that's what's frustrating people it's it's there's nothing coming back and everything's going out and that's got to be super frustrating
2: what, what who's the last free agent that, that the reds let go that at the time they let go he had value now, i'm not talking like a kevin gossman of the world that like blossomed after he left the reds but who was the last guy that, that either the reds traded towards the end of his tenure or that left as a free agent that really like, turned out to play really well. Most of them
1: didn't. Didn't you hear? Oh, yeah, you're a guy. What are (laughs) you
0: talking
2: about, Nick? The GOAT, Adam Duvall, Gold Glover. I never said Adam Duvall was a superstar. I just think he'd be a nice fit in Cincinnati. But, I mean, like, the Johnny Cuetos of the world, the Todd Fraziers, you know, like, they didn't amount to much after they left. So, I mean, the Reds have, to, to, I, I don't know, I guess some of their credit, I mean, they have made, I think some of the right calls on some of these guys.
1: I think the conspiracy theory is they're going to trade Castillo so they can bring back Johnny Cueto and they're going to do the classic Bronson Arroyo move, make one last run at it.
0: I love Johnny. I love me some Johnny, but I don't want to see Johnny in reds uniform again. Unless he's coaching first base.
2: I'd love, I'd love to give Johnny a shot if he's a low risk. Come on, Nick. I mean, he was an average major league starter last year huh. that was in san francisco though little a little bit different scenery there i'd love quato on, on like maybe uh you know one of those highly incentivized deals like maybe sign him for like the, the do little 1 million but if he 25 starts it increases to 5 million or something like that I'd, I'd be all for that nice i'd be up for that bring him back let's go
1: i'm all for it yeah we can do that there
2: so yeah, I guess
1: it kinda of goes there. Let's kinda of talk real quick because as we're kind of moving through, uh, the offseason calendar now is coming up. So the rule five protection deadline is this week. Um, so you can kind of see there the list that Nick has of different guys who uh, the Reds are have they already protected them or are these are guys they can protect? What's 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 what are we looking at here?
2: I don't think they've made any additions yet to the the forty man roster. I would imagine the Reds are probably waiting until you know right up until till they have to make a move. I think the roster's at 36 players right now. I yeah, I think you're so. right.
1: Yeah, I think after the Miley thing that's what um, came out.
2: Yeah, I would imagine that they're they're going to wait until it gets closer to to add the guys that they don't have to add right now. Just in case something, you know, you know falls in their lap. You know like like Luis Castillo, what if you deal him for if you get a great package and you make a deal and it it's multiple you know, major league players that would change your, who you would protect in not opportunity.
1: So, yeah, this is kind of getting, kind of going through there. You see the non tender deadline there. So I suspect that kind of looking through that list, you know, guys like Luis Sessa, I expect will be back obviously on the team. And thank God, because he was a, sh- he was a shining light for this, uh, for that bullpen last year. Kyle Farmer, to everyone's contrary to love. will definitely be back on the Reds. I imagine next year. I saw he was on MLB TV today talking about Cueto. I mean, talking about uh, India. Rookie of the year.
2: Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the the non-tender deadline will be very telling as to how this, yeah. this offseason's yeah. gonna go. I think if there's one player I look at and I go, All right, how much money do the Reds have to cut or not cut? I think it's Tyler Naquin. Because I think he's probably he's probably worth a little bit more than three point six million, like if it was an open market. I don't know, probably close. I think that, um, uh, that site MLB uh, uh, trade generator, I think they have him like almost an even value with that that 3.6. So that's kind of, he'll be an interesting one. And I think if you see him non-tendered, then I think you probably can start, you know, maybe some some slight panicking about how the rest of the offseason will play out. But that'd be the guy I would watch, watch the most.
1: So, yeah, obviously, as we show here, so the CBA expires in the 12th, and uh, winter meetings would be pretty bare of what's going on there for December 6th through 9th. Hashtag Barnstorm Baseball League. Let's do it until we get a season. I'm all in. <laughs> you Could you imagine, like, Joey and, like, Corey Seager playing together somewhere? Just like, yeah, we'll show up at the park and play here. Why not?
0: Joey will not be picking up a bat if that's the case. <laughs> I can promise you that. Fair. Makes a ton of sense.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, it's kind of what, to look, what we have coming up looking forward to there as well. Um, I do show, because I know this is kind of in the conversation we've been having. So our guy Max Alfonso had a quick question um, that he brought up into the YouTube chat. He said, who's more likely to be traded Castillo or Gray? I think I've already said I think it's Sonny Gray. I think really, honestly, I think he's pitched his last game here. I, I, I just don't see – I don't really believe he'll be on the Major League roster next year if they if they can find a suitor.
0: Um, I don't know. I guess it kind of just depends what their game plan is. I mean, I'd say Castillo, they'd get the most for him if that's what they want to do. If they want to do like a total – like a rebuild – um, they want to do a money save type of deal. Probably gray first. If you
2: would have asked me this before the reds put Miley on waivers and, and, and let him go, I would have easily said gray. Cause I didn't think both of those guys would be back, but yeah, I think it's probably Castillo. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, again, like, like I, like I said earlier, it just, it depends on what teams are offering for either one of them but yeah, I, I guess I'd go Castillo.
0: Hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. What'd you say? <laughs>
2: Castillo. 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 I love Luis so much too. I I did too. He, he is easily like, like when Luis Castillo pitches, I mean, like I watch every night, but I, I really want to watch when Luis Castillo pitches, you know, Uno, like, guy, like Sonny gray. I liked Wade Miley. I, I liked most of the guys, you know, but Luis Castillo pitches. It's Luis Castillo day. It's, Easy to get hyped, but yeah, just see. I could, get, um, I, could get, I could get hyped for Dustin May Day. I could get hyped for Dustin May Day. Let's, let's make it happen. There's
0: the red, a lot of the red going team. on. I'd
1: say if the reds traded for Dustin May, it'd be the only team he'd go to in baseball where you have to get a new number. What
2: number what
1: is his is he? number? He's
2: 85. I'm impressed. You know, Dustin May's number that's uh, that's impressive, Tim. Why he have get a new number?
1: Louis Cecil wears 85.
0: Oh,
2: <laughs> Tim, oh. big 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 numbers guy
1: big like uniform him. number guy yeah big uniform number guy
2: that's fantastic
1: play a lot of video Play a lot of baseball video <laughs> games i <laughs> uh, spend way too much time on the mlb the show uh yeah so other news here we have is alex blandino is officially a free agent talk about competitive balance first round picks or whatever you want to call it um we'll always remember the infamous national anthem standoff in pittsburgh that it'll be celebrated and then the next day I sent a memo out and said you can't do it again.
0: <laughs> what did the Alex Reds Plandino. pay for that memory? What was the signing bonus? <laughs> Alex Blandino
2: would be like the most random Red to like go somewhere and like like mm-hmm. like pull a Justin Turner. <laughs> like could you imagine <laughs> if, if Alex Blandino becomes that guy?
1: Is so, it you know there's still Reds fans that are pissed off that Paul canerico was traded in oh.
2: ninety eight? <laughs> I hold grudges. I uh, There's some, <laughs> some real random stuff that I'm still mad about. But... That should be an episode. We're <laughs> yeah. in the off season. I mean, we might not have CBA well, we, expires in a couple of weeks. We might be... When we get into the dark days of the, the CBA lockout, <laughs> I'll reveal my my most upsetting moves and trades and fire
0: them off. We're going to hold you to that because it's coming, buddy. <laughs>
2: yeah. We're going to be playing like MLB the show on our live show in, in, in <laughs> mid-December to find, <laughs> find some content.
1: Realistic rebuild, how to make the Reds World Series contenders. But what were you saying before I, for some reason, had some random idea to think about Paul Canerico?
2: I was going to say, yeah, Alex Plandino, yeah, former first-round pick. It's the, the crap shoot that is the the baseball draft. You know, like, man, it's just... There's just no rhyme or reason to this. I, I don't know. I wonder it. I'm, Carlos, I'm curious, like from from your vantage point, like do players view it like as much of a crapshoot as like like I do? Is there a lot of like I'm, if you're drafted 20th or 28th, like do players like take pride in being 20th or 28th or like?
0: Yeah, that if you're in the first round, it doesn't matter if you're the 10th overall pick or if you're the 23rd like you're a, you're a first rounder you're supposed to be in the big leagues you're going to be given every opportunity in the world to be in the big leagues first second rounders for sure and those you know sandwich round picks all, all those first and second rounders they need to be in the big leagues if you miss you screwed up from then on out third fourth round you're like yeah maybe but you know being like a seventh rounder i wasn't I never thought, okay, I'm going to be in the big leagues. i got a really good shot. I felt just like probably like the 20th rounder or the 25th rounder. Like we probably in the same boat.
1: Maybe I've always looked at this the wrong way, but I've always looked at it as like there's 20, you know, there's 26 guys on an active MLB roster. I always felt like you were drafting those first 26 rounds as guys. You could potentially be like that guy can be on the big league roster you know that could be the future our future our future major league like, roster barring anything going on like am i am i extremely wrong in that 26th round the first yeah 1 through 26 so you know what i mean those first 26 rounds like that's that's like your active roster for the future right like that's basically what you're game planning on at some point
0: no way i think if you get
2: like two guys in those I rounds was gonna say, yeah. yeah that make the majors you maybe not two maybe if you have like four or five that actually make the majors and i'm talking like you know the no offense, like the, the Kyle Farmers of the world. Okay. <laughs> like,
1: you know, like Carlos was drafted in the top 10 rounds. You know what I mean? Like, that means that the Reds have felt like you had a lot of promise enough that, like, you would be a part of the team. It wasn't like, it was, am I crazy in thinking that?
0: Yeah, I think a little bit. I don't think they had any, I don't think you'd draft a seventh rounder and be like, okay, this guy can be a piece in our bullpen um, in in five years. It's like, okay, he, he's got some promise. He's got some good stuff. Let's go ahead and take him earlier than, you know, than these other guys. But, Cause they see something a little bit like probably my strikeout pitch is probably what, would, you know, propelled me. It is what propelled me, you know, to that higher round from, you know, like a teens type of round. but yeah, I'd, I'd say first, second, maybe third rounders where they think that way where this guy can fit well here. This guy can fit well there. Other than that, they're just trying to grab, just trying to grab talent.
1: Well, the, can they can then just like cut the rounds by like 20 then my God.
0: They did, <laughs> right? Yeah. What? How many I, rounds do they go now?
2: I don't know. They they cut it quite a bit,
0: but I, I think mean, it's just, only like twenty or something now, right? It used to be fifty. Whenever I got drafted,
2: yeah, it was like
1: sixty something. Was it Mike Piazza's like the sixty first round or something like that?
0: Yeah, it was crazy.
1: Yeah.
2: I think I think they view it more as like your your top uh you know ten picks that you make. I think they view it more. We like all these guys, but we're maybe banking on like two or three of them actually contributing. It's more of like a quantity thing than a than an actual this guy in particular is our guy. They like all of them for a reason. But I think there's just like a understanding that, you know, only, you know, so many of them are going to, you know, pan out.
1: That's fair. I guess I'm just I, I guess I am in the crazies. Never will I forget when uh, Philip Irvin was drafted. and His comparison was Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah,
2: and I mean I don't necessarily think that was even like a awful draft. I mean, Michael Lorenzen turned out to be a a, a quality major league player. You know, I just it, I think I think just,
1: lively's pitching for the Phillies. I don't know. It Kind of
2: is what it is, and that, that's why you know when you that's I think part of the value of those comp picks is it kind of gives you an extra one of those. You know, lottery tickets, as opposed to just yeah. having your normal first round guy, you have an extra lottery ticket. You know, at the end of the first round, so that's fair. Yeah,
1: I guess I was super wrong. I apologize. Uh, blame the bourbon. Um, well, I do have one quick thing on Alex Blandino. For move to the next topic, um, <laughs> isn't it kind of amazing how many guys from the Reds bullpen they're losing? Michael Givens, Alex Blandino, kind of wild,
2: right?
0: <laughs> yeah. As long as they
2: don't lose Max Schrock, man, then we're really we're really screwed. Yeah, yeah, you're right there. Max Schrock
0: on his tiny sleeves. (laughs) He's got to show off the biceps, baby.
2: Is Max Schrock their starting right fielder?
1: (laughs) So, yes, Silver Slugger Awards came out, and once again, Joey Votto did not win one.
2: I don't know. Nick Castellanos did.
1: Nick Castellanos did, yes. Where he did his presser from a Zoom at his son's baseball game. It's Kind of a boss move. I dig it, yeah nothing but respect. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So there's that. Once again, Joey Votto does not get a silver slugger.
0: They're just mad. Cause he stopped using their bats last year.
2: <laughs> yeah. Really I don't, I, yeah. I don't know how Freeman won that. I mean, it was close all year. It's like, man, Joey really deserved it this year. That's a shame.
1: Yeah. This kind of goes back to, uh, what Carlos kind of said, like a couple weeks ago of the, uh, just how many more times can he find a like? Can they find a way to go over his like head and screw him out of something? And it seems like that just kind of keeps happening at this point with this one.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, I also found out the other day. Not that this. the Silver Slugger. What the hell is the Platinum Glove?
0: The best player or best defensive player?
2: Yeah, the best overall. So like, it, you select your nine Gold Glovers. And then it's your top gold Glover is the platinum glo- Glover. The platinum Glover.
1: That feels necessary.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, your defensive MVP. I don't know. I kind of like it. I don't think Arenado was the most deserving. I-, I thought he kind of had a down year defensively by the metrics. Like, he was only, like, six defensive runs saved. Like He did early. He was struggling early, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when I when I typed in Nolan Arenado, the first article was, what's up with Nolan Arenado's defense? Um, <laughs> um, Platinum Glover. But yeah, I mean, like he was plus pl- plus six defensive run saved. So yeah, I I think a lot of those awards, like I don't think there's a lot of research done into the, no, the voting and the, the the process of that. But
1: it's did that guy hit? He's getting a Gold Glove. Does it make sense? No.
2: Yeah, I I think there was you know. You know, probably four or five or ten or fifteen guys that probably deserved a little bit more. The funny thing is, 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 uh, he was like fifth on the team in uh, on the Cardinals in in like defensive run save. Like his teammate Tyler O'Neill deserved a lot more. Tyler O'Neill's a stud defender.
1: Have you mentioned that you like him? I don't know if you've ever mentioned.
0: I, between I, you between I'm a, you being Tyler a Cardinals fan and Clay being a Tigers fan, I don't even know what's coming on what's going on around here. I'm not a Cardinals fan. I just covet. You just, just like, like a lot of Cardinals players.
2: players. Just, just Tyler O'Neill. Like, really, I don't like any other ones.
0: <laughs> That's more than <laughs> enough, Nick.
2: <laughs> too too much. <laughs> he's not he's not like entrenched though in the Cardinal way. He's still I feel like Dylan Carlson. I didn't like him like from day one. But he also like hit a home run on opening day and that you know kind of soured
0: my... yeah I got a lot of Dylan Carlson I feel like rookie Neil's locker is full of mirrors. Hey he he should be he's day. a stud
2: man he, he he's a great player like he's know. like he just
0: likes to look at himself all the time like
1: he's like ravishing Rick Rude basically yes. yeah <laughs> he's
0: like <laughs> he walks into the restaurant or the room hello ladies <laughs>
1: And we do have a Twitter question from one of our loyals. Shout out our guy, WV Red Meat. I love his meat. Yeah. Carlston Roy is trading grill pictures on Shady Twitter.
0: Shaking all the time.
1: Makes me jealous that I can't go visit in Texas for the grilling out. You can. We'll figure it out. We got a long offseason. <laughs> Longer than normal. <laughs> so uh, He asks, can the Reds put together an effective outfield without signing a free agent? Trades are an acceptable approach to answer this. Who's in that outfield?
0: It have to be trade wise. I don't think they can do it without trading anybody.
1: I guess one of the bigger questions is, what do you expect from Nick Senzel if anything this year? Like, you know, like if you do, you expect like ninety games? I mean, I would take ninety games from Nick Senzel this year. Plus, he also plays plays also plays multiple positions. Like, so that that has to cater into it. Who knows
2: what to expect out of Nick Senzel.
0: Shogo's I, I, gonna I, come back looking like Barry Bond's baby. He's gonna put on like forty-five pounds and just drop bombs next year. I forgot <laughs> Shogo was still on the roster. I was thinking that about Senzel. I was like, oh, I thought he was a free agent. I mean, I
2: guess like if the season started tomorrow, the outfit would be Winker, Senzel and Naquin, like left to, to right.
1: Yeah, and then your backup would be Shogo and probably Max Rock.
2: Kino's still on the the roster.
1: There is that
2: um, guy, yeah. Oof. Uh, Fr- Friedel, I mean, is still there. Uh, I guess Jose Barrero is a potential center fielder.
0: Um, yeah, athletically. If he starts in center field, are people going to be pissed? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So what if he, like, <laughs> yeah, I what, think what people are
2: pissed no matter what. <laughs> Shortstop or bust. if he
0: starts in center field and just like rakes and does really well? Are they still going to be mad?
2: I love the idea of him learning both positions. I just think it it just gives you more options. Um, He's
0: not playing winter ball, is he? I didn't see him listed anywhere. I
2: I don't know why he's not.
0: I thought for sure he would. Dude, I I I wouldn't be playing outfield in winter ball right now. Why wouldn't you? That's just making your resume better. He's worn out from all the the action he had in September with the team. Yes. (laughs) Too soon.
1: Dude, when I saw him like that... uh. That Red one game Giz- I went to when I was like like really close, he looked like freaking
0: Tony Gonzalez. That dude was ripped. Could could they get uh back to the question like do you think they could get a starting outfielder for one of these pitchers? Oh sure. I mean like right. a who like who who would they get in return? Well for Castillo we had- or Gray as starting outfielder. Was well,
1: it Bryce actually that put up the uh the Reds Mariners potential deal where Kyle Lewis comes to Cincinnati?
2: Yeah, I mean there's a billion options. I mean, you got to remember the Reds got Tyler Naquin on a minor league deal last year. I mean, and and that's probably a lot it is a lot more of an exception than like something that you would normally expect. Tyler Naquin the only reason the Reds were able to get him on a minor league deal was because of his injury history. But I mean, you can always find cheap high upside outfielders, especially in the corner spots. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you, if, if you could clone Naquin and he could be a right-handed hitter version of himself, I mean, that, that's like kind of the player you would want, right? Like, you know, who kind of fits that mold? I, I would be surprised if the Reds did make a, 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 a free agent signing in the outfield or maybe, maybe not someone on a minor league deal, but maybe someone um, on more of a prove-it type contract you know, you know, to come here for maybe like a one year, maybe someone that's kind of had an injury history. But I think at the end of the off season, there'll be plenty of, of the Tyler Naquin type players available for, for minor league deals or, or minor league deals with some sort of incentive if they make the team, you know, where it becomes like a $2 million deal or something like that.
1: Yeah, I can see that. So I'm not a hundred, you know, circle back. I'm not hundred percent certain they could put together an effective outfield. I think a lot depends on health in that circumstance because we know Winker and Sinzel are obviously dudes that Joe Adele for Luis Castillo.
2: I'm in. Sign me up. I need more than that. I mean Adele's been a pretty miserable so far in the big leagues, but that's the you know, that's the kind of guy that I would I would love to, to have a package surrounded around, you know, where you have him and maybe a couple other you know other players i'd love to get someone you know kind of uh um on more of that perfect like kind of what i mentioned with the dodgers where you have you know may coming back off tommy john and gavin lux who's you know been good but not 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 met the expectations where you get multiple guys that clearly have the upside um but maybe you know they're they haven't you know harnessed it all yet and you know that can that can completely change your 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 franchise for years to come so yeah, I, I like that. Something like that. But there there's your outfielder. I'll
1: take it. You know, we've already been joking about the Duvals and the McCutcheons coming to Cincinnati, so I'll I'll stop that joke this week. I won't make it anymore.
2: And it it's it just interesting to see, you know, a lot of a lot of what's gonna happen is gonna be dependent on how long of a um a lockout there is. I, honestly in some instances, longer lockout could maybe help the Reds in some some ways. Where if if there's only like six weeks to sign guys before the season starts, I think there might be some guys kind of fall in the Reds laps. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I think there's, there's at least a case where some of that happens, but it's interesting to see that there is some action already on the free agent market. I know we kind of talked about, you know, is that something that could happen, you know, where players are wanting to get signed before the potential lockout and, you know, there's already, you know, uh, rodriguez signing the day with the tigers uh it was like a 70 million dollar deal so i think that was kind of that's kind of fascinating i wonder if that's a sign of things to come or if that's just kind of one of the you know the tigers are just trying to be really aggressive before i know there, there are rumors that that they're trying to get correa signed you know right away um interesting carl i'm carlos would you if you were kind of in one of these free agent spots do you have any like any thoughts on what you might do? Would you be trying to push for a deal before the lockout? Or would you you'd be patient enough to try to wait it out?
0: I'd probably, just I would think I agent. would be patient and I think I would defer to my agent because they understand that a hell of a lot more than better than I would. But feeling a lot better going into it with a job than, than yeah. not. Because so, it really sucks going into spring training without a job
1: yeah but i think with that being said we go ahead uh is there anything we missed anything we need to touch on before we get out of here
2: no no i don't think so uh bryce unfortunately wasn't able to join us tonight but we'll we'll definitely have bryce back again on the program so if you're tuning in for bryce and you just got stuck with these three knuckleheads uh our sincere apologies we'll send you a uh, uh, reef we'll send you a refund check in the mail you know we're we're honest people here at late night Red's Talk live so we'll send you uh <laughs> Check in the mail, maybe uh autograph baseball from, from Tim, not from Carlos. No, yeah, that, that's we're not we're not that we're not going not
1: one far. of these either, just actually my signature.
2: Just yeah, literally, literally <laughs> straight Daniel, chicken scratch. Yeah. Tim Daniel and the 518 added on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Steve. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for tuning in. As always, we are on all major podcast subscribers of choice. You can check us out on YouTube as well, where we get our channels up and also here every week live. So thank you all for tuning in as always. If you get a moment, give us a nice solid five-star review. If you haven't already, please. It goes a long way for us. Other than that, thank you all for tuning in. Have a great night.